would take a call from the Canada Revenue Agency. Uh, we'll be speaking with Brian Philbin. He's the Audit, Evaluation, and Risk Branch Assistant Commissioner, as well as the Chief Audit Executive. Joining him is Wendy Sashenbrecher-Tang. She's a Risk Management Director. And I will say we had a little technical difficulty here in the middle, so I apologize for a little shift in the sound quality, but... Uh, you know, that's risk management. The good thing is I had a backup, the way a good risk manager should always have. So I think things turned out well. And uh, you guys will enjoy this one to hear another country's perspective on governmental risk management. So without further ado, let's start the podcast. Welcome uh, to the podcast. I appreciate you all calling in. And uh, why don't we uh, go ahead and start off with uh, with Brian. Good morning, Paul. Thank you. Yes. And uh uh, nice to meet you virtually over the phone. Same here, and I enjoyed when you came down to our uh, Affirm conference in D.C., so we enjoyed that very much. Well, I'm actually drinking out of my Affirm uh, water uh, water cup this morning, so <laughs> I'm well equipped. That's good, very good. Okay, so why don't we start off, uh, Brian, did you want to kind of give us a high level, or should we introduce, uh, I guess, both of you there, just to kind of give us a little background on, on your roles in, in the program? Okay, so uh, my role is basically as Assistant Commissioner of the Audit Evaluation and, and uh, Risk Branch. Uh, I report to the Commissioner of the Agency. Uh, so the CEO. Uh, we also have a board of management, and uh, I have a reporting relationship, um, a dotted line with the uh, the chair of the audit committee. So I'm in charge of all internal audit, uh, evaluation, and enterprise risk management uh, activities and, and programs at the Canada Revenue Agency. Good morning. My name is Wendy. I report directly to Brian. Um, my division is in charge of um, making sure that uh, the CRA's management and employees are supported to make informed decisions considering their risks, um, as well as to build and maintain the uh, risk management capacity throughout the organization and to manage their risks. Okay, great. Well, I think what we'll do is uh, I'll just kind of start off. We have a couple questions here just about your program and uh, you know, maybe if, um, you know, Brian wants to take the first response and Wendy, you can jump in there too. But uh, just since we're on the phone, it might be a little easier if we kind of do one at a time. <laughs> okay. That's fine. Very good. So my first question for, for you all um, was really just uh, to give us a little bit of insight into why uh, you all decided to even implement an ERM program. You know, how far back does that go and what was the impetus to start your program? Okay, great question, uh, Paul. Um, so in 2004, uh, the Government of Canada introduced uh, new policies and, and guidelines around uh, uh, risk, enterprise risk management, and uh, they were basically um, integrated across the Government of Canada, including uh, the Canada Revenue Agency. Um, there was also, so that's a first sort of important um, um, uh, timeline. Uh, uh, the second one was um, around 2008. Um, a couple of things um, were pretty significant. First of all, we had the, the worldwide financial crisis that um, you know uh, was a very significant event uh, across the planet. But there was also uh, the maturing of risk management as, as a practice, uh, driven in large part by the uh, 
the Basel Accords over uh, over uh, over banks, and I would say that uh, those two factors um, sort of uh, were an incentive uh, for the senior leaders of the of the Canada Revenue Agency to essentially say maybe this is a good practice that we should uh, a good emerging management practice that we should proactively uh, implement uh, in our organization. And because uh, we, we really would like to know, understand more about uh, the risks uh, that, that do face us. So uh, over since, uh, since 2010, uh, a new branch was created, and I was hired to, uh, to lead it. It was the Enterprise Risk Management branch, which was uh, subsequently merged with the uh, Corporate Audit and Evaluation branch in, in 2013. So... Since we started the branch, we've really built our level of expertise and engaged in agency risk management processes, uh, such as the corporate risk profile. Uh, we're senior managers across the agency assess enterprise-level risks and develop action plans where required to mitigate them. Uh, we also uh, monitor and report on the realization of action of the action plans themselves. And uh, we make the corporate risk profile available to all employees and other stakeholders uh, through our uh, employee portal. So the corporate risk profile is available to uh, all 45,000 employees. So by understanding our risk and managing them effectively, um, the CRA can capitalize on exploring new opportunities. Uh, knowledge of risk information at all levels of the organization help the agency meet its objective and deliver on uh, the results that uh, Canadians expect of us, of us. Absolutely. So I guess going back to that, you know, the corporate risk profile and in general, you know, when you did start this program up, um, you know, were there some challenges you faced to, to gathering the information or getting folks to, to, to really speak about their risks? Well, um, because it was essentially a, a, a new management practice, uh, a new uh, senior leader sitting at the, the senior uh, table, a new branch, there was a there was a fair amount of uh, change management involved, and and you know it was, um, I would say that the agency was uh, somewhat ahead of the game, as far as uh, actually um, uh, investing in in a function like that. So. Um, it, a lot of education uh, was was involved, um, and one of the ways we uh, we uh, decided to uh, go about it is to be helpful for folks. Uh, there there was a preoccupation that you know the risk managers were going to go in and tell people experts in their field tell these experts how to do their how to do their job. So we purposely avoided that that type of approach, and what we did was we tried to find strategic opportunities. Um, with various partners around the agency uh, who could benefit uh, from, from our assistance. And what we did is we never imposed ourselves. We just made ourselves um, available to them and, and sort of uh, uh, demonstrated uh, what, we, what we could do and um, gradually gain their trust and confidence like that. But we had to do it one partner at a time. Um, and uh, so we did, uh, like, and one example was, we had a very, uh, very strong support since from the start from the uh, from the information technology branch because they live and breathe risk all the time. It's it's embedded in in what they do. So they were actually quite quite happy to have a risk management function internally that they could uh, rely on. Um, 
Another area where we were, were successful, we, there was, there was a, a very significant branch with which we had no relationship at all to speak of. But uh, they were launching a multi-year, uh, a, a very a large uh, project. So what we did is we embedded a senior risk analyst uh, in their project team uh, for the first six months of the project, uh, basically as a free resource that helped them to get their whole, uh, I guess, the risk tools and the risk assessment and also build a, a culture of risk uh, into that project. We've had nothing but excellent relationships with that branch uh, ever since. That, that one initiative, that one person who was absolutely fantastic, um, created a solid foundation that we've been able to, to, to build on uh, ever since. Okay, that's very interesting. So it sounds like in that case, you embedded some risk staff in that organization. Um, I mean, in general, how are you all organized? You know, who do you, who does your office report to? Um, you know, what's what's your team look like? Okay, uh, uh, I'll I'll take that question for you. Um, so our enterprise risk management division, um, as I mentioned, I report directly to Brian, and then Brian, as assistant commissioner, uh, reports to our. Uh, Commissioner. So then there is a, a very clear uh, line right to the top. But my division is um, broken up into two sections. So one is probably a little bit more traditional. It's the corporate risk management section. Here, the, you know, we, we focus a lot on understanding and management of the enterprise level risks. Uh, we support um, the management of these risks through value protection and using sound intel risk intelligence at the enterprise level. Um, we also court, uh, work with key stakeholders to inform uh, overall planning and reporting. But the second arm of my team, this is a little bit more unique. This is the risk management center of expertise. This is basically our internal consulting shop. We support managers and employees to really meet their risk uh, responsibilities. Uh, we provide a facilitation services, advisory, consulting to help them develop uh, tools, help them work through risk identification, and even help prioritize their key deliverables. Um, so the center of expertise creates value and tools and methodologies by continuously scanning. We even uh, produce a monthly risk watcher that uh, does the scanning. Uh, these reports and services help inform CRA staff of relevant uh, changes to the external landscape. And we also do um, internal fraud risk assessments. Oh, wow. So I, th I think that's an excellent uh, way you organize there. I like that consulting approach. I think a lot of our uh, government folks here in the U.S. would be very interested in doing a similar model because, you know, we want to make sure that we're gathering the risks and making sure management is apprised and taking direction. But I think those organizations could really see the value when you all reach out to them and really help them organize their thoughts around risk. I think that's a great way of approaching it. Yeah, and I think, Paul, we've gotten it to a point now where uh, we're almost a, um, uh, a first uh, stop for potential solutions when some of our colleagues have have some challenges that that they're having difficulty um, dealing with themselves. I'll give you an example. Last year, uh, one one of our assistant commissioners, so one of my one of my colleagues, uh, reached out to me to help um, because they they had an, a, a fairly significant issue that they they were not able to resolve, and it was creating some you know uh, issues uh, and 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 tension. Uh, that was not necessarily healthy. So he reached out to me and basically asked if we could uh, if we could uh, provide some some sort of assistance. 
because as one of the, the advantages of our, the, our structure is we don't really have any skin in the game and any particular risks except uh, running our own team. So do I have the right workforce and, and that sort of stuff. Um, so uh, basically what we did is we developed a prioritization model for them that used a, a set of criteria to group um, high-priority requests in, into categories that were developed from, from, with input from across the, the, the agency. What happened was a tool resulted in this area increasing its efficiency in meeting deadlines from about 65, which were about 65 to 70 percent of the time before we intervened, to over 95 percent. And I understand even some some quarters, some months, they hit 100 percent of uh, meeting the deadlines on time. And what it's done is just brought down the level of friction and stress, and 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 uh, to. Um, a situation that is just it's it's running very well now, and people are off worrying about other things because um, this this problem has sort of been solved. That's great. Yeah, I love to hear the success stories. Um, and actually, along those lines, so for the uh, you know for your agency, I, I guess our closest equivalent would be the IRS. Is that correct? Yeah. Right. So. I'm just thinking from your perspective for that type of a mission, you know, I think you talked a little bit about this down at the Affirm conference, you know, you, you there was some reputation risk was a, was an important feature that's something you guys really thought about, a lot about. You know, are there some <laughs> lessons learned that you've taken from your approach to reputation risk? Uh, basically, the, the lessons learned were, it was really, I, I mean, it was, it was something that we wanted to, um, uh, to address because um, you know, tax administrations that rely on, on a voluntary compliance system, in other words, any country that uh, you file a return, uh, you don't get a bill from your tax administration, you file a return, and then you get a, a, some sort of a confirmation or assessment, but, you know, the ball is in your court to go first. Um, reputation and trust in, in the fairness of the, of the organization is, uh, is paramount. And um, so we we were uh, we were looking to develop a tool that would help us um, sort of measure how um, we were doing in managing our reputation. So we work very closely with uh, with the IRS. We're we're we're, uh, we're co-leaders. Our, our two organizations are co-leaders of a, a, a specialized community of interest that's part of the OECD. Okay, listeners, this is where we had a slight technical difficulty, so I did ask Brian to start again to discuss a little bit more about the uh, community of interest of the OECD. There is a, um, there is a community of interest uh, on risk management um, for tax administrations um, that is part of the um, OECD effort, and uh, there's, there's over 50 countries that are uh, members of the OECD and and the the two country leads, uh, so the co-leads of the community of interest uh, are the IRS and and ourselves. So we work very closely with them on um, putting together this questionnaire uh, that were we sent to uh, to all the countries. We got 19 countries responded. We had over 150 pages of of data that we received and were able to analyze. And um, out of that, we uh, we decided that it would be uh, it would be interesting uh, to develop a maturity model so that we could uh, we could map 
uh, where where the, uh, the the Canada Revenue Agency um, would would sit on on the various items. We we have uh, uh, four themes and seven specific categories where we would uh, where we would rest on the maturity model. And, but we provided the maturity model to all the other countries so that they could actually um, do it for themselves. Um, one of the things that, uh, that we noted, uh, because we followed up with uh, the countries about eight months later, is that we wanted to, to sort of get a gauge of where the world was. And um, one of the interesting things that, uh, that we, we, we discovered is our assessment of, of where they were, where the rest of the world was, was, was fairly accurate, except in one uh, area where we had essentially um, underestimated the maturity uh, of, the, of the rest of the countries, and that was in governance. And when we probed those countries as to why we would have underestimated um, their capacities in, government, in governance, uh, they said it's because of your survey and your work and the awareness that that, that you've uh, you've basically uh, put on our radar screen that we realized that we had to uh, to up our game a little bit. So we are very closely involved with the IRS in in uh, in putting together that uh, that survey, the questionnaire, and then developing the maturity model. Um, I would say also, uh, like at, when I was in, you, ref, you you made reference to when I was in in Washington at at a firm. Well, the following day, uh, my colleague and I, who is our head of communications, we spent the entire day with the IRS. So we met their senior leadership team. He met his counterparties in, in privacy and communications. I met, uh, I had lunch and spent the afternoon with uh, the chief risk officer of the IRS um, and his team. We, we've been building that relationship since, since 2011. You know, we're, we're, we're different countries and we have different tax legislation and um, you know, uh, there's a lot of differences, but there are a lot of similarities between the two of us. We share a continent, uh, biggest trading partners, I guess, in the world. Um, and, you know, we, we've, we've basically, uh, we are not competitors for the IRS. We really are collaborators, and it's been a tremendous uh, benefit uh, for both of us. They're developing a maturity model for to measure enterprise risk management. You know, we're the, one of the countries that they've asked um, to to provide comments and, and feedback on. So it's a fantastic relationship. Uh, I know we benefit, and I feel that they uh, they're, 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 they would probably tell you that they find uh, they find benefits uh, for themselves out of this relationship uh, as well. Absolutely, I'm sure they would. Um, well, what, we just had one more question for you today, and it kind of goes along the maturity scale. But in general, you know. How would you all kind of rate the maturity of your program? And in general, you know, what are you looking to do next? What is sort of the future for your program? So we, we would rate our program probably as, as uh, if I look at the maturity model, so one being basic and five being leading, we're probably a 3.5, 3.8, something like that. Um, what we want to do is we want to uh, – so – so Wendy's team is all of about uh, 15 people and a couple of students. And we have 45,000 employees. So one of our, um, our goals is to really operationalize um, prevention, uh, make sure uh, that employees understand that they can actually, an individual employee actually, uh, acting alone um, can actually uh, trigger a risk event and help them to understand um, 
how, how to identify vulnerabilities uh, where they could. So we we have been uh, the last couple of years developing like we're Wendy's team are tool makers. Uh, they're they're really craftsmen because everything is uh, there's there's no cookie cutter. Uh, everything is sort of uh, tailored to the to the environment, like a, uh, you know a consulting firm does. And uh, we've been developing self-assessment tools. So we have an error prevention self-assessment tool that, that frontline managers can use. We have a, 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 um, a, um, a internal fraud risk self-assessment tool uh, that uh, frontline managers can use. And, and we're thinking, uh, we're coming, doing the initial design on a, a protection of personal information self-assessment tool. And so those tools and that operationalizing risk management is probably uh, something that's that's front and center on our radar screen, and it really goes to prevention uh, in the front lines of the organization. Wendy, you have uh, yeah, and just that? just to add to that, um, we we've shared our tools not only with other government departments um, within Canada, but also um, in various forums internationally. What people really enjoy about our um, self-assessment tools is the ease and um, the approachability of, of this methodology, but also the fact that it's very much on prevention. Most people, they develop tools that are detection after the fact. We're wanting to really take advantage and um, uh, manage our reputation by prevention. So this is why we, we think we can't be everywhere. I only have 15 people and a couple of students, so I can't help everyone, even though I have that center of expertise consulting firm. So we want people to be able to help themselves. And that's why we developed these tools. And but probably uh, another thing that's really advantageous for us, I, I referred to the uh, community of interest and risk at, uh, at the OECD. Um, so the OECD, uh, a couple of countries, uh, including Canada, work with the OECD to develop what we call a knowledge uh, sharing portal, knowledge sharing portal. And just on the risk management side, there are 12 organizations that have uploaded over, what is it, 400 artifacts, uh, Wendy, uh, to be shared amongst all countries. So it really helps uh, individual countries um, look to say, well, you know, we'd like this type of wheel. Has anybody else ever invented one that's what we're looking for or similar enough that we can adapt, adapt it? Because as I said, we're different countries, but from a tax administration point of view, it's advantageous for every country that has a specialist self-assessment uh, system um, to to be as effective and efficient as, as possible in their operations uh, because we're big operations and uh, we want to be uh, we want to be efficient and if we can do so by learning from others uh, it's a win-win well great well Brian and Wendy I really appreciate you all calling in today I think you had some really interesting things to share with us and some best practices and things that uh, some of our agencies can uh, hopefully put in place themselves. So once again, thank you very much today. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Well, that's our show. Thanks for tuning in. Check us out, affirm.org. have all kinds of good podcasts there for you to look at, listen to. I'm looking forward to an exciting 2020 with lots of good guests. And as usual, if you have any requests, please feel free to reach out. Until next time, this is Paul Marshall signing off for Risk Chats with a Firm.